happening party people who pooped a big one I pooped a big one we all pooped a big one I, I'm excited for a couple of reasons one uh, a beer from my friends at Four Corners finally came out down here in uh, wonderful Austin El Grito a lager I'm excited to try it with you guys while we watch one of my all-time favorite movies I love this movie so much it is the often copied, never duplicated, absolutely fantastic movie, Shaun of the Dead. And you're like, Jay, solo podcast, what's going on? I thought you were getting back into a rhythm. I am getting back into a rhythm. I am. I am. Don't worry about it. But in getting back into the rhythm, I like these. I like this one-on-one -on -one time that we get to have together. This you and me, this little bonding, this fun little hiccup in the giddy-up, this, 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 this time together where I get to stutter by myself and forget what I'm saying and go down rabbit holes and not have someone look at me like I'm crazy, even though I know I am crazy. And then I tell you I'm crazy. It's, it is what it is. It's amazing. So to get this party started, first and foremost, let's crack open the El Grito, Four Corners. One of the things I think you're really going to like about this party, people, is uh, just like the El Chabon and all their other beers, you rip the top off. So, ah, ooh, that sounded nice. Let's see how this is. Let me tell you where we're at in the movie, by the way, so you can, if you're watching and keeping up. Uh, let's see here. Boom, da -dum, dum, dum, da -da -da -dum, da we are a minute and 45, 46, 47, 48, 49, 50. They're in the bar. Having a little date. You gotta love this movie because it, 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 it circles itself around a pub, which <laughs> I think we all know I like a little bit too much. Let's try the El Grito. Hold on a second, party people. Mmm. Mmm. One of my favorite characters in uh, Shaun of the Dead is the uh, is the, the chubby friend. Jason, do you not have these names down? Are you not you're not are you not prepared for this podcast? First of all, I am. I just. Got to unlock my phone. What you're used to is um, is not having a phone on during a podcast. I usually have some notes typed down, but, you know, I want to do it this way. Fun facts, real quick. 92% Rotten Tomatoes. Simon Pegg is, of course, you know, uh, is the best. Nick Frost. Do you guys watch uh, that movie, Into the Badlands? Uh, Nick Frost is in that. Does does a great job. Uh, and uh, the girlfriend, uh, Kate Ashfield, a one-two cutie pie. So, for those of you that do not know about this movie, 
Sean of the Dead, um, here it is. Sean, Simon Pegg is a 30-something loser. I wouldn't call him a loser, but they're calling him a loser. It's harsh words. With a dull, easy existence. When he's not working at the electronics store, he lives with his slovenly best friend, Ed, Nick Frost, in a small flat on the outskirts of London. The only unpredictable element in his life is his girlfriend, Liz, that's Kate Ashfield, who wishes desperately for Sean to grow up and be a man. When the town is inexplicably overrun with zombies, Sean must rise to the occasion and protect both Liz and his mother, Penelope Wilton. Great film. And it really is a fun film because, so he, he works this electronic store, of course, uh, but he doesn't just live with his best friend. That is a little bit of a misnomer part of you. That's, that's, that's a misrepresentation of what he really does. And what he really does is he, well, he lives in a pub. He loves the pub. He loves what he's doing. It's, it's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. And this, uh, this zombie film, so you have different zombie films. You know, the one we did with Jesse Mae Pelusa, which was a lot of fun. Uh, that one, they're fast moving, running, aggressive zombies. This film, they are slow moving, uh, you know, downtrodden, depressed that they've got to eat brains for the rest of their lives to stay alive. Zombies, you know, and, and our friend Simon Pegg, he and his buddy, Ed, Ed and Sean, uh, play video games, live in a dirty house. This, this, this doesn't remind you of your first couple of years out of college. What's going to remind you of your first couple of years out of college? You have an average job. Maybe, maybe you're a go-getter. Maybe you, you went to some Ivy League school and you're an attorney uh, or a doctor. You know, but for many of us, I mean, my, my first job out of college was uh, I worked at Hertz Local Edition. I launched the Costa Mesa office. And then I launched the Huntington Beach office in, the, uh, in a Honda dealership. But we didn't rent Hondas. We rented Fords because we were Hertz. It was a weird, weird relationship. We had one Honda, but it was fought over. Like all the nice cars were fought over by different managers. They'd call and make excuses. And if they gave you the right excuse to get that account, you had to send them that car. And I was probably the youngest, I for sure was the youngest manager in the Huntington Beach location. Well, I got to keep the Honda. And then I would do weird incentive programs with you guys. Let's rent all these cars out. Because whatever the last car was on the lot, that was your company car. And if there were multiple cars in the lot, you had to take the cheapest car home. So that usually meant me driving some POS, you know, little tiny rickety rackety car. And so, I, you know, we one time, well, there was a couple times we had a convertible. Hard to rent in the insurance replacement business. Hard to rent just because they're so expensive to rent. So I'd get everyone. So if it came down to the, uh, the what? Think of your horrible cars. I mean, I, could, you know, I don't know the little Fiat two door with a uh, two wheels, a three wheel car, and the convertible. I would tell people, I'll give you a hundred dollars of my cash. I'm only making like eighteen thousand dollars a year. I'll give you a hundred dollars of my cash to rent this car. Go out, find a client, rent it yourself for the weekend. I'll rent it to you. I'll pay for the rental. Get it out of here. Because then for the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, daddy had a convertible. I got to drive around in Southern California in a convertible, in an awesome, awesome convertible. You know, uh, and that was always fun. Always, always fun. So, uh, by the way, th th these guys, so you got to get an extra roommate in the scenario. And of course, he's somewhat successful, but he's saving his money, but he's a total prick. He, and you... 
You see the way he talks down to them. It doesn't make you want to be successful. Here's a tip, successful people. Hold on one second. Cocktail time and then tip time. Here is the, uh, here's the tip for you kids out there that are successful. Don't talk down to people. It makes, it makes everyone else want to stay in their routine. It makes them want to hang out and, and be where they're at because they don't want to grow up and be a prick like you. Talk up to them, play up, make them feel better about themselves, you know, have a good time, enjoy life, everything. But don't, because you wear a suit, because of other things that you do, don't talk down to them. It's such a dick move. Be better. You can be better. I do find it interesting. So Simon Pegg's walking around there, he's having fun. You know, he, he doesn't have a lot of money, but the money he does have, right, he, he gives a little change to the homeless person. He's a good guy. He's, is he as driven as everyone else? Probably not. And that's okay. He doesn't have to be driven. You're going to hear my dog drink water in a few minutes here. It's probably going to be pretty loud. Listen to that. Yeah. The dog's thirsty too. We're all thirsty. It's a thirsty kind of movie because it's a pub movie. This is a drinking movie. You know, I don't, I don't know where you guys are at. We're looking at our demographics. Look at the, demogra the most recent demographic breakdown has us, uh, oh, did I tell you we're on Spotify? Yeah, we're on Spotify. Go ahead and check us out, Talking During Movies on Spotify. So we've got some listeners in Canada. We've got some listeners in the Russian Federation. Got a strong, strong group of people in McAllen, Texas. And then another strong group up in Dallas. And of course, here in Austin. And then throughout the United States. But Canada and Russian Federation are our new countries. Not that Canada is really a country or a 51st state. But they're, they're there, they're having a good time. Uh, so I don't know where you guys are at, but here in the wonderful world of, of, um, of Austin, Texas, when I talk about drinking movies, the great thing that we have that you guys don't have or don't get, or I don't know exactly how it works, but uh, we have this amazing, we have the uh, Draft House Cinema, and you go in there and they'll pour you a beer and you get a pizza and it's all, and you don't go out, you don't like walk out and Go grab your red vines or your milk duds or your hot tamales and your soda or your beer. Nope. You fill out an order card. You drop that order card and you, you put a little white ticket up and someone just whips by and they get it. And then two minutes later, whew, cold beer right there in front of you. It's amazing. It is absolutely amazing. Folks, you got to do this. It's the best. Find a theater. If it's not in your town, travel and make this a destination. Enjoying a movie the right way. And, you know, the Draft House, they, only, they do new movies, but they also do older movies, uh, like a Shaun of the Dead. They'll do a movie like that, and you'll just, you'll have a great time. You sit down, you're drinking with them. They're in the pub. You're like, ah, they're in the pub. Get me a beer. Let's have a cocktail. Let's have a drink. Hold on. Ooh. They've got a, uh, a wonderful uh, relationship with, one of my favorite places that I don't go to nearly enough, Pint House Pizza, which is just pizza and beer. And they do, they do both exceptionally well. And their very popular beer here is the Electric Jellyfish. Great name, great point of sale uh, from Pint House to the can design to the logo design for Electric Jellyfish. It's all, it's very, very, very good. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's uh, I, I couldn't recommend it anymore. Well, Draft House has a relationship with Pint House Pizza. And those, those wonderful kids, guess what? Yeah, you can get an electric jellyfish. So you can get a local beer. That's the other thing. They've got a, they've got a draft list. It's like 
40 beers deep, 50 beers deep. Some are canned, some are on draft. A lot of them are local or they're a dogfish head. They're a microbrew-esque, you know. Um, it's fantastic. It's absolutely, positively, 100% fantastic. So you got to love that. You, you, you love those, those pieces, those parts, if you will, of all of this. And you get to have some fun and, and, and do those things. But when I talk about a drinking movie and then going to the draft house, these are the fun parts of life, right? Is you, you go out there, you sit down, man, you get to have an ice cold beer or 12. Uh, not tw don't have 12 at the theater because then you start talking during the movie, kind of become an asshole. Then, then you turn this podcast into inside into the theater and then that's a real, that's just a real dick move. Don't do that, all right? You save your talking during movies to talking during movies and save your movie watching. But the best part about this is whether it's movie watching or talking during movies, have a beer. Have an ice cold beer. Have, I mean, I don't know about a cocktail. I guess you have a cocktail, glass of wine, whatever you want. Have a margarita. Have an adult milkshake. Make yourself one of those like whiskey, vanilla whiskey milkshakes with a with a Hennessy floater and a and a and whip and a and a, a vodka infused whipped cream and I don't know whatever else you can get your dirty little hands on you you filthy pirate. Get it and go have a good time. That's what I'm saying. So this is our first hint at uh, the zombies are coming. And we got got our buddy. He's in Simon Pegg's in the uh, in the flower shop. He's having a good time, and he is just wondering what's going on. You know, and you've got the in the background. You're starting to see some zombies, and they're the, like I said, they're the slow moving zombie, and you know Simon Pegg's trying to figure out what's going on. But it just looks like a crazy at this point in time. It looks like a crazy homeless person trying to. Ooh, and he's gone, trying to eat some pigeons. So you're getting hints of what's happening. The foreshadowing, if you will, in this film is uh, aggressive, right? They, they kind of let you know everything that's going to be happening. Uh, at the same time, they also, they, they let you know another beautiful fact of life. You know, as you take the good, you take the bad, and you take them both. Well, there you have the facts of life. But you, there are those people out there that bad things happen around them and maybe they don't have the best job and they're not necessarily the happiest or most they're or the most unhappy person but they kind of cruise through life and they don't know enough to get bothered but they know enough to save or do whatever but it's never to where they're bothered it's never to where they uh life come out comes at them like if a zombie apocalypse ha happens with me right I know. I'm watching the news. I'm, I'm dialed in with my phone. I've got things going on. I'm paying attention. I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to get an escape. Simon is, uh, well, he is, he's daydreaming. He's trying to figure out what's going on. He doesn't know what's happening or what, where things are going or why they're going the way they're going. He didn't care. He's, you know what? He's got his job. He's got his roommate. They got their video games. They got the, he's got his relate. He's got a girlfriend. He's got a relationship, and he's got the pub. He's got the pub, and that's all he cares about. Cares about his girl. Cares about his buddy. Cares about having a cold beer. Doesn't care about anything else. So as things are happening around him, you got to think about the joy of this. The, the 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 utter absolute joy of all of this. Of just cruising around life and just water off a duck's back, man. You're just you're hanging out. You're having a good time. What do you care about? You care about loving some people. I oh, loves his mom too. So you care about loving and taking care of some people and that's it. 
and you don't have this pretentious idea of, of who you're going to be or what your 401k is going to look like. It's, it's, it's an amazing concept and idea. It really is. You know, the only stress he has is when he's reminded of things he's forgotten to do as he's trying to figure out for an anniversary date where to go have dinner. And of course, it's the weekend. It's all booked up, champ. It's all booked up. Cocktail time. Hold on a second. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're going to go to the... And the, I love the name of this bar. If you're out there and you're wondering, what can we get? Ooh, I'm going to do a bar. What are we going to do? We're going to go to the Winchester. The what, Chester? The Winchester. First of all, let's talk about the positive connotations of this bar. You walk in, it's already a win, right? You're, you're not... It's not, um, you know, it's, you've, got, you've got Fresno. It just ends in a no. You're like, hey, do you want to go to Fresno? No. It's, it's putting you in an environment where you don't want to be there. You don't want to do this crap. You don't, you don't care what's going on in life. It's all garbage. Who cares? But the Winchester, who's not going to win? I'm going to win. Excuse me with the burp. We're all going to win because we're going to the Winchester. And then it's, it's, it's got the heritage. It's got that spooky, haunting heritage, right? Of, of the woman of the Winchester family. And, and what, what did she do? That's right. She built a house and just kept adding on rooms so it wouldn't be haunted. So you've got this mystery in the back. And then you, you have the finality of, of, of what it is. It's a Winchester. It's a gun. It's, it's used responsibly, which is quite fascinating, right? So... If you use it responsibly, be responsible. What does everyone say about drinking? Drink responsibly. So you've got to win. I've won. I'm going to drink responsibly. There's a finality to it. So I'm probably going to stay all night and probably not drink responsibly. There's a finality to that or can be a finality to that. And then you just have the history and the romance and the ghosts and the craziness that, that built that whole empire. All of it. Wrap it up into a sandwich of emotions and, and, and conflictions that says, thank you, hallelujah, amen. I want more. Yes, I want more. It's fantastic. Love it. Absolutely, positively love it. Name your next bar, The Winchester. W, it's a W. We're, go we're going for the W tonight. We're going for the win. What win? The Winchester. That's the win we're going for. Absolutely. So I love it. Uh, as he's trying to talk his girl into going to the Winchester, of course, he's giving her flowers. He's talked about how he's messed up. She's a cute girl. She's very nice. Girl, woman. Woman. You know, Simon Pegg's, he's a great actor. He's done some amazing work. And, you know, I, I like these, you know, you, you, you find out, you look at this, and you can have this cynical view of, man, why is this girl with this loser, this guy who works in an electronics shop, and you know, has two roommates and plays video games and drinks at, drinks at a pub all the time. And, you know, he just doesn't have his life together. Why is she with him? Or you have the positive view of this to go in all the mistakes that he makes and everything that he does. Let's look back on the personality of this person who doesn't really understand what's going on in the world because he doesn't care. If he doesn't care what's going on in this world, then what does it matter? I mean, honestly, what does it matter? It doesn't matter. You know, it just... He just floats through life. So you, you've got to embrace someone with that personality. You have, to, you have to love and embrace someone with those ideals. And there he is. It's raining. It's pouring. The old man is a snoring. And our boy walking with the flowers that he got rejected with right into the often copied, never, if I win the lottery, never duplicated, but I will try and have some fun 
The Winchester. Throw those flowers away, son. Nice shot. Nice shot. Get in there. Have your pint or two. So his, his buddy already a pint in. He's already a pint in. Good for you, my friend. Good job. Get that. Get, get a pint deep. Get a pint deep on life. It's a good pint, too. That's a good 16-ouncer. Yeah. Yeah, boy. That's good stuff. He's crying. He's upset a little bit. His, his girl is... Decided uh, not to love him the same as as, as uh, he has loved her, and that's going to happen. You know, when those relationship things happen, one, and this movie will teach you this, don't have to bring such a finality to the end of things. I think sometimes when relationship changes and you, and, you, and you talk about people and you get sad and they decide to leave or you decide to leave them, whatever it may be, boom, let's not end it that way have a drink relax think about something different i love what his friend and he goes hey we're locking it down lighting shots on fire we're talking about life close the doors lock them close the blinds turn the tv off play the jukebox light some booze on fire drink some cocktails and let's get through this together like a bunch of men where you take your feelings you bottle them up you put them on the bottom of a bottle and you drink 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 and you drown them you drown those feelings and, and you, you think about the happier moments. You have a good conversation, you enjoy some great music and you laugh and you cry and, and you get through it and you realize there's not a finality to this. You don't have to keep it all the way to the end. You'll find someone. You might find that person again. You never ever know. But it's guaranteed that if you treat them like shit, whether you're leaving them or they've left you and, and you badmouth them or anything else, then there'll be a finality to it. And it's funny because he doesn't want to be alone and they're looking around the bar and they're seeing all these lonely people and oh goodness, it's just, it's horrible, it's horrible. Well, it's not. Those are their choices. Don't make single people seem like sad, lonely people and don't make people who just got broken up seem like the finality of it's gotta be all ended or done. And don't make married people seem like they've got it all together and they live a perfect life because it's not true across the board for any of it anywhere anytime all have pros all have cons all have finality all have progressions for growth and all have can have happiness all of them it was a lot wasn't it jeez Whew. what do you do with all that nonsense that just shoveled into your ears just shovel that all in burp, 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 burp. shovel 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 all in your ears you have a cocktail. You take a drink. You having a beer yet? Open your beer up. Hit pause. Go grab yourself a beer and come on in. Come on in and join. Join the cocktail club. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. The Winchester. How many of you guys uh, remember, guys and gals out there, remember leaving the bar late at night? You know, they've got that... Uh, please be courteous to our neighbors and don't yell and scream. And you just, you just walk out and all you can think is, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the drunk voice, the drunk, quiet voice is the loudest voice in the world. And I, I am, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a habitual drunk dialer, drunk texter, leaving voice messages, talking to friends, watching TV. When you get drunk or a little boozy booze, what happens? A lot happens. You just, your hearing goes down, your ability to eat food goes way up, and uh, your voice just gets so loud, so loud and so direct. 
and then slurry at the same time. And that's, that's the crazy part about it is that as you're sitting there listening to your music and making your pizza and goofing off and, and dancing and having fun like these guys are doing, you're loud as can be. I mean, you're so fucking loud. Here comes this, here comes the roommate. Boop, boop, boop. Guys, enough. Takes the takes. Oh, don't throw the record out, bro. So aggressive. Yeah, everyone needs their beauty rest, I guess. But this guy's such a special asshole. He needs a little more than his beauty rest. He needs to sleep long enough to shit out whatever is stuck up his ass. My goodness, I get it. Listen, I need my sleep. I don't like getting woken up in the middle of the night, especially the loud music. But at the same time, you're living with two other dudes that don't have regular jobs. 100% clean your act up. And stop being a dick. Stop being one. Oh, and look, you can foreshadow him. You see the Band-Aid on his hand because that fool got bit. You guys been bit before? You've been bit by... It's such a barbaric, aggressive thing to get bit by somebody. When I was a kid, I got bit right on the back. I screamed bloody murder like I got shot. Oh man, it was. I think I don't even know. Broke the skin. I think it broke the skin. I couldn't see. It was on my back. This kid just ran up and just come like a. I mean, just a savage, savage human being, and just oh, just bit me right in the center of the back like a real dick. I don't even know who that kid was. But even to this day, if I found out, I'm like, oh, you're the kid who bit me. You're the son bitch who bit me. We're not hanging out, bro. I can't trust you. I don't trust biters. I don't like biters. I don't like people that bite. I remember I, uh, I had a relationship with this uh, young lady for a minute, and she was a big biter. I mean, it was like, yay, hey, that's a, oh, oh, how close are we to losing something here? Ooh, whoa, I do not like where this is going. I don't like any part of, too much biting. And you know what, sometimes it hurt. And you're like, yeah, you like that? I'm like, I didn't like it. No. Bite your nipple. You're like, yeah, that, no, that hurts too much. Bite your hand. They're like kissing your hand. All of a sudden, she's just biting on your fingers. Like, and you're like, do you need something? Do you have a problem? Is there is there an issue? Is there is there an itch you need to scratch? Of you causing me pain? Is there a sensation with your teeth that I don't know about? Do you feel you when you when you bite down? Are you like a are you like a hunting cat? Right, eyes in the front like to hunt. Are you one of those killer cats? And oh man, you get close, and, and all of a sudden you feel inside. And, 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 you 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 got the you feel a pulse, so you know right where to bite because you can feel that jugular. Oh my goodness, yeah, ooh, brutal, brutal. You know, I got those cats that do that, and they they instantly know because they their 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 teeth can feel the sensation. I wonder if she could feel the sensation of my pulse, and and she liked that. She liked the the heighten my my body tightening up or kind of freak frisky. It's oh my goodness. If that part of life, if that bit, you know, that biting, if she felt all that, that's what it was. I have no idea. Pure speculation here. But in pure speculation here, I will also say, oh, shit, man, that is rough. You do not want any part of that whatsoever. I don't know. I'm not a big biter. I'm biting your neck and nipples and your back and your butt. It's, it's hard to trust a biter. It's really hard to trust a biter. And this is why you don't trust zombies. Right, we bring it full circle back to, back to the movie. I do love this part of the movie where he is a little bit boozed, hungover, had a lot of fun, really not paying attention. Right, just getting his uh, Coca Cola. You gonna get a Coca Cola? What are you gonna get there, champ? You gonna get a Diet Coke? You're gonna get a Diet Coke. Hey, slipping on blood. 
hands, blood, everything. The place is just trashed. What else are you gonna get with that Coca-Cola? What, what are you gonna get with that Diet Coke? What are you getting? No one's there. What are you getting with the, is it, a, is it an ice cream sandwich? You son of a bitch. An ice cream sandwich. But he's proper, he's a proper gentleman. He is late. He doesn't walk out without paying. He just uh, he just puts down the right amount of change. Now with the slow walking zombie, the fun about the slow walking zombie, yeah, it's a Diet Coke. Good for you. Open it with your teeth, you son of a bitch. Ooh, we got one of those ice cream cones. I like that. Ice cream cone and a Diet Coke. That is an American dream come true. It really is. But uh, one of the things you got to figure out here, though, is the slow walking zombie. For you to get caught by a slow walking zombie, I mean, you not only do you have to be paying attention, but in, 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 or not paying attention, but in not paying attention in everything that's going on, in not paying attention, what do you, dude, you got to turn a corner and literally bump into one and then not be able to kick them off, not be able to kick them away. That's the crazy part about all of this. You have to have that going on. And that's nuts to me. Absolutely nuts to get caught by a slow walking zombie. You stop your nonsense. Woo! There's the there's the the the, the cats that their teeth. They feel it, man. They feel that jugular when they bite down. Bite, 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 bite. I tell you, it's nonsense. Utter nonsense. So it's a cow joke. Get it? Okay, beer time. Hold on. That is some delicious beer. Absolutely delicious. I'm going to go grab a different one. I'm ask you to pause for the cause. A break that you won't even know existed, just existed. Be right back. And we're back from that momentary break. And we have run into our first zombie. And this is where, I guess, if you're not paying attention, you think someone's acting, and then he finds out, he's like, oh, no, like this lady's trying to bite me. Look at her dog. Pictures. You gotta love a friend that just does the pictures. Oh, she's trying to bite him now. Ugh. I like his shirt. I've got wood. We got. We're moving along. So we went from the uh, grito, which is very nice and fun, to uh, we just uh, oh, fall back, fall back, fall back. Oh, man, that is a rough going. She uh, she fell back on a pole that went right through her body, and she's still trying. She's gonna push herself right up off of that. She is, she is. She's gonna push herself right up off of that. Uh, science, I mean, there's the, I love the special effects as you see right through the hole. The camera just pans up and there's their face. Oh my goodness. So we're moving from the El Grito, right? Uh, and we're going into a new, from Upland. One, I mean, I don't know how new they are. I like them, I like their stuff. We've got a new IPA. Um, this, what are we talking about? We're talking about Bloomington, Indiana, Midwest IPA. Upland Brewing. It is one pint, and I figure why not have a pint while we're watching this British film. We got one pint, just the right amount of bite. 6.7 ABV, 65 IBU. Ladies and gentlemen, the tall purple can. My new friend, it is delicious. It's not vicious. You're gonna like it. It's another great beer drinking movie. The Upland Brewing. Get to the point, Jason. I want to try it. How do I pause this when it's done so I can go buy it? That rhymed for a reason. Dragonfly IPA. 
Welcome to the party, Dragonfly IPA. You have been missed. We love you and everything you do. You are handsome. All right, let's give this a shot here. Dragonfly IPA. It looks delicious. Let's go. Hmm. Well, I can tell you, it is quite delicious, folks. Very good. Oh, we got a one-armed zombie in the house. I like how they just throw the real controls, throw stuff at him. Boom. Nothing's working. Books, pillows, ashtray. Oh, no. One thing I've noticed is the body as a zombie seems to get softer. Right? So the body is a little bit softer. Does that make sense? A little bit softer. The bones get softer. Uh, everything about it gets a little uh, gets a little softer and a little, I don't know. That's the, that's the weakness, right? So the zombie, they bite you. They're infected. infected uh, it's not blood. It's their saliva. Gets, uh, gets, in, um, gets in you or on you. And what happens? Uh-oh, people are trying to come in. Not good. Ooh, crisis worsens. Breaking news. Everyone's a zombie. And they are kung fu fighting. But they, uh, you, know, you can rip off an arm fairly easily. You can uh, break, a, uh, break a bone pretty easily. Ooh, you have big boy. And you've got his friend. And they have cleaned out the cupboards. They're ready to throw stuff. Okay, not working. Not working very well. But what I love about this is throw the toaster, boom, bounces right off him. Throw that, bounces off, bounces off, bounces off, missing, not good. Throw on plates, throw in the basket. Uh-oh, what are we gonna do? We're out of everything. Let's go in the shed. Get in the shed. Come on, guys, get in the shed. Record. Don't throw it, it's my favorite. Shunk, right in the face. Sticks right in the face. Now, oh, now they're just throwing records. Let's be gentle. These records are pretty easily thrown. I like how he's just going through his record collection. This is like what this is exactly what Bert Kreischer did to Ari Shafir's record collection. I believe Bert got drunk one night, and instead, uh, he, he he got high and drunk. He was on his uh, he was on his uh, treadmill walking at a at rapid rate. Saw Ari's records, was watching Shaun of the Dead, and boom. Bert decided this is what's going to work. This is what's going to happen. Go in the shed. Get something out of the shed. Still have the key. Break the fucking door down. There you go, champ. Oh, yeah. We got a, we got a shovel and we got a, a paddle. Is it like a paddle for kids? I don't know what that thing does. It doesn't hammer anything. It's just wood. It's just a big wood paddle. And good dunk. Ooh. Oh, oh, so aggressive. Bad editing 101 in Shaun of the Dead is we first see him with his shirt. Uh, there's no red marker uh, pen leak stain underneath. And then and then there is. Oh, you got the ice cream for his buddy. The ice cream he bought, he got it for his buddy. That's so nice. You do nice things for your friends. You randomly get him an ice cream or a beer or something. You should. Mm-hmm. You should do that. Absolutely, you should. Do you buy them fun t-shirts like I got wood and then it's a picture of a forest? Uh, I think you should. 
I think you should. You know, just for fun, for grins. These guys definitely need a maid. You know, yeah. The the one thing I will say, I don't. Life is life can be tough and it can throw you a curveball and there are things that can happen and you know you might not have the best job or the best place to live and and those things you know they'll change. You got to work hard. You know if you want them to change, you got to work hard and you got to focus and you know teamwork makes the dream work. There's some things you got to do and have some fun. But that said, that said. Uh, there's one thing you can control, and that's being clean. 100% you can control being uh, being clean. So um, be clean, man. Just yeah, you don't need to throw. I understand it, it might not be a dream house. It doesn't have to be. It might not be a dream apartment. It might not be a dream room. But in the dream house, dream apartment, dream room, dream closet, dream car or lack thereof, all of them that you live in, take pride in it still. Doesn't have to be your final resting place. Take some pride and clean up. These two, you know, as much as I celebrate and love this film, it does gross me out quite a bit that they, uh, they're not clean. It's just so gross. Oh, paperless statements. We got all sorts of stuff going on here. They've got their shovel. They've got, they've got to plan out a proper attack for sure. That is for sure, for sure. I mean, what else do you do, right? I uh, just got a little text from a dear, dear friend of mine, and he's a great human being. Uh, his name is uh, Tony, and Tony just got me his new number, so I just want to let him know that thank you for getting me your new number, and I'm doing a podcast. Hey, Tony, you're going to shout out on the podcast with me. Yeah. I love the scenarios that, that are played out in Shaun of the Dead. He's like, so this is what we need to do. This is where we need to go. And this is why. So let's play this out. So we go, boom, car, drive fast, across town, da 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 da, ring the doorbell, da da kill, grab bomb, boom, grab girlfriend, bing, there we are, chilling at the house. There you go. But now they could break in. I love how the um, other scenarios break down. First, they do something that's at the girlfriend's house. We're like, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. And then like, no, nah, can't do it at her house. We get stuck there. She's in the apartment upstairs. But guess what we can do? Boom, drive. Go in, ring the doorbell. Oh, stepdad, kill him. Grab the wife, grab the girl. Bang. Go to the Winchester, unlimited beer, have some cocktails, enjoy ourselves, and ride out the zombie apocalypse in style. Which begs the question, party people, where do you go? Where's your spot when the zombie apocalypse comes? Now, here's what you got to think about. If you pick a bar, you need to pick a bar with food. All right? You need to pick a bar with food and limited um, entrances and uh, exits. Right? Kind of the same thing. But the ins and outs need to be somewhat limited so you can barricade yourselves in. A. B. Not a lot of glass. You don't want things to, you don't want glass to be broken where they can come in and attack you. C, you want to make sure it's it's loaded up, the cooler's loaded up, loaded up with food, loaded up with booze, loaded up with beer, most importantly. D, you also need to make sure that it's got a solid roof and a solid, solid ability around you that if you had to escape, you still could. You don't want to be trapped for trap's sake. 
but you do want to uh, you do want to uh, make sure that in all of this you're safe when you're in, but you can also get out if you need to. Now, the one person we've missed throughout this whole movie in the morning, the asshole, the roommate. And he's strong. This is one of the weird breaks in uh, the zombie thing, right? So we had the big fat guy. He was terrifying, but he moved slow and he was a zombie and easily killed. And then you've got the roommate who's shredded naked, which is kind of gross and also an asshole. So it looks like the fun thing is, is the asshole gene carries over. You got the weird bite mark on his hand, but even as a zombie, the asshole gene has decided to infiltrate and go after everyone underneath. Boom shakalaka. Here goes. Run for your life. Because the roommate's coming and he's naked and he's angry. Mm-hmm. And he's still an asshole. God, this Dragonfly IPA is pretty good. I'm a big fan. Big, big fan. Don't make a lot of noise. Don't do it. Drive, get in. I'm driving. You're driving. Who's driving? Click. Always got to buckle up. You got to buckle up. Drive the car. These are always my frustrating parts. You got to get it going. And here comes the naked, angry, angry, angry boyfriend. Or I'm sorry, roommate. Now, they do not have an ideal car. And we talked about this with Zombieland with uh, Father John, right? There's not an ideal car here. They've got a... Uh, We've got a local car, uh, or not local car, they got a small, good uh, city car. Good for local driving. Good gas mileage, easy to park, has a tape player. So you do your mixtape, boom. You've got it all going on, but you can't drive over a lot of things. Uh, it's got small tires, it's got a short wheelbase. It is, uh, oh man, it's, uh, oh, they really messed that guy up without really hurting uh, that car too much, which once again shows the softness of the zombie. But it's not ideal. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what kind of car it is. It's just a little red car. And I, I guess over in Europe and in England, it's, it's fairly expensive to have a car. Public transportation is probably key. Uh, parking's tough, right? So you've got small wheelbase, small tires. Uh, you've got great gas mileage. So all of those things are, are wins and, uh, and losses. Uh, your, your win is great gas mileage. Your loss is that you really can't drive anywhere. You know, in Zombieland, you had poor gas mileage, but you could drive over anything with that bright yellow Hummer. It was fan. I think that's a great, maybe a Jeep. Well, not a, you know, I say Jeep, and then as soon as I say that, because I think about the comforts of Jeep, right? Whether it's the hardtop one, but you can take the doors off. Why would you want the doors off, Jason? You need to be closed. Actually, the G-Wagon is probably the best. A little lifted G-Wagon or a pickup truck. I think those are the best. Those might be the big winners. Is uh, are, are any of those? Any of those that, that are out there? Um, I don't know. That's just my thoughts. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on your ultimate escape vehicle, A, and B, based on the town that you live in, where are you escaping to? So I'm here in Austin, Texas. We have a couple of options, right? And let me tell you what they are really, really quick. Let me take a drink real quick, and then we're gonna go over our options based on what part of town we are in. So, mm-hmm. So A, if we're in the south side of Austin, 
Uh, so you're so we're going south, central, and north. We'll just mark our way up, right? So south side of Austin, I think the places you have to go or, or where you have to be in this neck of the woods, um, I'm going to go with, there's a, there's a new bar called St. Vincent's. It's got, I don't know, 10, 12 beers on taps. Uh, it's got a back entrance up to an alley, which is easily drivable. And then it also has a front entrance. It's got a barrier in the fact that there's a little patio right there and it's, it's narrow in how you walk in. Uh, a little bit of glass up front, but nothing that couldn't be blocked up with tables. So that's nice. Uh, and like I said, it's got the back entrance. It's got a kitchen, so you have lots of food and lots of beer and uh, lots of whiskey. So I think you're good there. I think that's the place you go to, right? You cruise in there, you barricade up around the windows. Uh, you've got a kitchen, which means you probably have some tools there. If you've got some tools there, you've got to win 100% you've got to win. So in, in that aspect, it's really good. Uh, outside of that then, you know, one of the things that we, uh, that, that you try to do is, let's see, you moved to, you moved to downtown central Austin now. I mean, my, my heart of heart wants to tell me to go to Dive Bar Austin, right? Because they have one window easily covered up, one big, thick, heavy door up front, and then they've got the patio exit, they've got a great bathroom, uh, they've got kind of a small kitchen. I think you could like do some paninis, but I don't know how much food's in there. Great beers on tap and in cans. So your, your beer variety is great. Let's just, you know what? I know they've got some food there. Uh, they don't have a full kitchen, but they do have food there. So let's go Dive Bar Austin, Central, downtown area. It's also, you're looking at one ways back and forth, which means wider streets, right? So the other thing you gotta think about when you think about your downtown location is wrecked cars and how to get around. So let's say you're gonna go West 6th Street, so what about Kung Fu? Man, what about Dirty? What about, uh, what, what about uh, Key Bar? What about Ranch 616? Here's the problem with all of them. Really narrow streets. In fact, when there's parking on both sides of those streets, it's hard to actually drive past those, past those locations in some areas. So if you're having a hard time driving past those locations, hold on one second, <coughs> then what do you do? Well, it's pretty doggone simple. You stay away from those areas. You have to. You have to stay away from them because you just don't know what's going on, right? So in all of that, uh, you've got, you can't be stuck on a side street with zombies behind you, slow moving or fast. You can't be stuck because someone wrecked a car and you gotta get out, jump over that car, now you're on foot. You back up, especially if you've got a car with such a small wheelbase or anything else going on, then what do you do, right? What do you do? You're stuck. You hit one body, you're stuck. You got those dinky little tires on it. You got a micro machine of what's happening. And boom. Oh, dad just got bit. Shit. He is going to die. Uh-oh. SpaghettiOs. Ugh. Ugh. Dead zombie. Watch out behind you. Dead zombie. Uh-oh. He's drive. He's driving the Jag. He's driving the Jag. Now this, you know, so... North Austin, you go, you go to Boulevard, you bo Boulevard Sports Bar and Grill. That's where you go. You go to Boulevard. Jay owns it. You know it's stocked with food. You know it's stocked with great beer. It's got good whiskeys. All of it's fun. So that's where you go. You go to Boulevard. So we got we got South, Central, and North Austin covered like a glove. You've got your areas covered. Boulevard, 
back door goes to an alley, but it's, it's a full circle area. You don't want to get stuck back there. Uh, front area, super wide, lots of parking, access to a street that arguably is five lanes across. So even with wrecks, you're still pretty good. Yeah, you're taken care of. You're 100% taken care of. Child locks are on. <laughs> do you ever do that to your friends? When you know you're getting in there, you just go, hey, I'm gonna put on the child locks. And it's like, fuck this, I'm going out the sunroof. He is so impatient. So drive the parents around. He's gonna go get the girlfriend. Get the girlfriend, five minutes, we're good. That's all you gotta do. Run through, get through those people. Dun, 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 bang. I love this because it is like baseball. Boom. Shakalaka boom. Boom, boom. Shakalaka boom. This is one of those weird. Now, everyone might think that her apartment complex is an ideal location because it is, I don't know, it's guarded. It, it's got the, the full locked doors. Everything's going on. And, uh, you know, in order to get up there, you've got to go through quite a bit. It seems ideal, but once you're stuck up there, if anyone inside who knows the code or has a key or gets in, who got bit and then is in there to relax, they're gonna run amok in that place and the whole place downstairs, curly brown hair, she nasty train, motherfucker, I don't care. You're gonna get stuck there. Boom, boom. So now he has decided to climb up. He's like, hi, honey, uh, question. You mind if we get out of here? It's not a safe place. She's got her two weird friends. And I do not like this son of a bitch. I do not like his girlfriend. Neither one of them good people. Not that they're bad people. I shouldn't judge them. I don't know if they're good or bad people. Hold on. A little more dragonfly, please. So anyways, folks. You got all these things going on. All of this stuff happening. There's a zombie apocalypse. You got you to gotta let me know. Talking during movies. Podcast at gmail.com at Talking During Movies uh, for the um, the wonderful places of your zombie apocalypse, uh, Twitter, at Talk During Movie. Let me know what you're thinking or what's going on, what uh, what you like, don't like, where you're going to be and what kind of car you're going to drive. Like I said, the lifted G-Wagon, probably the most solid, even better than the Hummer, or a lifted pickup truck, except for the fact that they could lay in the bed and hide or whatever, and there's... Per square foot, there's a, there's a lot. You know what would actually be kind of fun is if you had one of those Mercedes vans, one of those big long ones that they kind of they the um, the electro the electricians or plumbers use. But you have a nice one, one of those limo ones, got a little lift to it, four wheel drive or all wheel drive. It's got all the bells and whistles, electronics, gets decent gas mileage, can go a long, long distance, huge, huge gas tank, plus entertainment. Kind of a good. It's a good one to think about. It's a good one to think about if you want to get away for a while. Uh, you know, there, there, there's the gut tells you, man, get an old mode. Just do get, get, a, get a Camaro and just, brrr, just drive through. But you, once again, you got shitty gas mileage. Uh, you got bigger tires, but it's just, it's hard to drive. And there's no, there's no power steering brakes, braking and shit. Like all of it's just horrible. And you got to be aggressive. So you got the kids, you got the party. Now you got one, two, you got three, you got four, you got mom, you got dad. You got your friend inside. Bam. Get them while they're good. Come on, Sean. Let's get some sun. And here they come. Boom. Yeah, what's up? How's everybody doing? Fantastic. They're in the Jag. I think, you know, and it's funny that they got the Jaguar only because, and let's be very clear here, the Jaguar 
The Jaguar is hands down one of the least reliable cars of, of all time. It is a, it's just not reliable. I mean, it's a big beastie car, right? It's strong. It's uh, got a nice interior. All of those things are good, but the bad side, the dark side of the moon is you hit someone the wrong way, that oil pan is gonna fall off in some way. You could hit someone with the back of the car, the oil pan is gonna fall off, the radiator is gonna fall out, and the alternator is gonna explode. Especially if you put the tape deck on at the volume too loud. The alternator is going to go pop goes the weasel and the weasel goes pop. It's just, it's going to happen. So Jaguar, hands down, worst car, one of the worst cars to have. That and any make of Fiat for sure. I would take a Mini Cooper over a Fiat because at least the Mini Cooper has options for wide tires. Those Fiat tires are like the tires on my kid's trike. They're narrow, they're wobbly, the, the wind picks up and it slides you across the way. They're not particularly fast. They're sporty, but sporty just means you feel close to, you're close to the road, so it feels like you're going faster. You get a Cooper S four-door with the bigger tires, the wide tires, it's as wide as it is tall. Boom, get something done. Just make sure you don't have to run over anything big because it is rather, rather low to the ground. But these are the wins for you people. These are, these are the decisions that must be made in a world where Man, we, the, the way it's going, we are close to a zombie apocalypse. And if we're close to one, and everyone's like, oh, you, there's no such thing. There's not, but there's not. Here's, here's the problem you got to have. Here's what you have to think about. You have to think about, we had what? We had bird flu. We had the, the, the pig flu or whatever. We had, we had, you know, swine flu. We had all these flus. They're leading up to a zombie. They're, they're, it's leading up to that. You mix in a dose of these people that don't believe in vaccinations because one bad thing happened to one kid one time. I mean, there's 350 million people here getting vaccinated. The odds are something's going to happen. Now, is it tragic? Yes. But the fact that there's boycotting over vaccinations and there's not crazy freaking fuck you, what is happening in the world when they can't drink water in parts of Michigan? Get out of here. Stop. Let's focus. Stay focused with me for a minute, all right? You, you nutbags. Just one second here. Pause for the cause. Look. Somebody's going to get sick. It's not bringing on autism. The spectrum of autism has grown of what we consider autism and not autism. That's grown. You can look at the science research to show that. And that is A-okay. It's not A-okay if you love autism. It's, just, it's, it's okay to understand that that spectrum has grown. And we got more people than we did before. So in the 1970s, we're like, there's only like, you know, 2%. Well, the population's grown quite a bit there, champ. So population's grown. The spectrum of understanding and where autism sits and what's going on has grown as well. So your numbers are going to increase by just those by themselves. Now, look at all of that and think about the outrage behind vaccinations and people doing things. Look at all of those things, all of them. And now find your outrage for people that can't drink water in Michigan, in parts of Michigan. Find your outrage. Find it. Go out there and, and find the Twittersphere, find the, the, the drinking water. I mean, the water champs don't talk about this, and they're, they're the water champs. They're abusing the privilege to drink water. Abusing the privilege to drink water, throwing it in your face. If you live in one of those, if you live in Flint, Michigan, and you listen to, uh, the, the, to your mom's house, how bad do you feel? And where's the outrage? Listen, outrage culture. You, you, you weirdo, listen, I'm not saying outrage at your mom's house, but crying out loud. I think it's hilarious. I love it. It's one of my favorite podcasts. 
They do an amazing job. I aspire to be as good as them one day. But hey, outrage culture, why don't you get mad at them? Let them flauntingly drinking water being water champs and people can't drink water in Flint, Michigan instead of talking about the fact that someone got a shot that you didn't like. Because you not getting shots is bringing on the zombie apocalypse. That's science, it's a fact, it's what's happening and you don't realize it because you're too caught up on getting angry about something you don't understand and don't want to take the time to research in any way, shape, or form. You don't want to run numbers or tests or anything else because in the deep heart of hearts of where you sit, you're just afraid to say, you know what? I don't know, I don't trust, and I'm too lazy. So instead, I will just cast doubt because lazy people cast doubt. That's what they do. It's like, I don't believe in vaccinations. Did you get vaccinated? Well, I was forced to. But let me cast doubt on all these other people. Let me just, let me throw my cast and my doubt and my blame away and over yonder. Let me do that. That's the problem, man. That's the problem. You're just, you're casting doubt and you're not willing to sit down and have a real conversation with somebody, learn something new. You've got to, you've got to create anger and vitriol and, and, and violence and, and, and everything else. You've got to do all of those things. And for what and why? And where and when and, and what's the meaning with it all? What is it, huh? You're angry about something you don't understand, can't control. Good for you, man. Welcome to the world. Welcome to where we live. Welcome to this crazy, crazy place. None of us have control. None of us know everything that's going on. And yeah, we all have trust issues. But in having trust issues, guess what? Guess what? You still got to find someone to trust. You still have to, you still, you, and you know, you're going to find someone that's going to say they're slipping something in this, slipping something in that. I get it. All right. But maybe get mad first at Botox. They're putting botulism in your face. Maybe get mad at that first. Maybe get mad at people not having drinkable water. Maybe get upset about that first. Let's pick some fights that really impact people. Because I know that the one kid that got uh, autism was heightened for you makes you very, very upset. And I'm not saying you discount the person at all, but let's look at some other, let's look at the things that you take for granted that other people don't have. The fact that you have the luxury to bitch about this or do this and measles are coming back and smallpox is coming back and all this other stuff's happening. Guess what? Chicken butt, dipping in grease, want a piece. Guess what? Yeah, there's more serious shit going on. A lot more. And, you're, and you have the luxury and the freedom to argue about this. And at the end of the day, you're just bringing on the zombies. It's all you're doing. You're bringing on the damn zombies. And a guy in a robe with no underpants in a crazy, crazy world is going to try to eat your face off. That's all he's going to do. Just to, And I don't know if zombies get boners or not, but if they do, let me tell you, that little boner, oh, get him, get him with the plastic chair. Huh, swing it. Get him. Oh, they got the tetherball thing. Bonk. Didn't work, did it? Got a jab at him, son. And through the stomach. At the tree. Booyah. Dead zombie. Well, not dead. You got you to gotta crush the skull for the dead zombie. But the zombie's going to have a hard time getting around. That's for sure. A super hard time getting around. Oh, I think the mom found something interesting. You know, I'll tell you, the, the worst thing about life is, not the worst thing about life, but the worst thing about this situation is a boy's love for his mother and then just mothers being mothers. And mothers being mothers, the funny thing is, is they're like, oh, you know, what do I do here? 
does anyone hungry? Do you want to, you know, he's got a sweet, polite mother. I have a crazy mother. I mean, I, I took a road trip with her once and I about freaked out and died. It was, it was absolutely nuts. Oh, you know, I'll tell you what the fun part is. And let's, let's think about this now. Think about this. I want you good, hard thought to this. Good, hard thought to this. And what is that? The good, hard thought to this is they're looking at the Winchester and the Winchester is surrounded by zombies. Surrounded. Absolute craziness. Nothing crazier than that. So you have to think, it begs the question, right? You have to, you have to ask yourself the question. In this, in what is going on, in all of this, huh? Are the zombies going to think in any way? So we have that with the roommate, the asshole gene carried through. For all of the other zombies out there, is the, is the drinking gene going to carry through? As they're hunting for blood and flesh and the desire to just eat anything alive and just take that blood inside of them, is there also the beer drinking desire? Is there a thing that says, back to my favorite bar? I'm driven back to my favorite bar. And if it is, then you really have to think where you want to go. You, you rethink everything that's going on. Are you going to culty, classic, fun, dive? I mean, you think about Kung Fu downtown, right? And I know my buddy Nick is one of the owners in it. He's an absolutely amazing person. And I think we beat him the other night in basketball. Good for us. Hey, pat yourself on the back a little bit there, champ. I think I will, even though I hurt my shoulder. Hold on, drink. He's got wildly popular bars. I mean, wildly crazy popular bars. Absolutely nuts. Wildly crazy popular bars. So in all of this, you have to ask yourself, you really, are all of the wildly crazy people that go to his wildly crazy popular bars going to be there, but they're going to be zombies? And if so, aren't you just screwed? Even though Nick's got great food, he's got great drinks, they've got a great selection of all the Kung Fu's for everything, but you got, you've got to imagine there's a good gazillion people there. So you got to go to the steady bars, good people, you know, people that are going to get away from a zombie. No offense to his clientele, but I have to assume... There's some sorority girls that aren't making it through the zombie apocalypse. They're just not doing it. They're not doing it at all. I do like this idea that they... So at one point, right, you thought, how, how do the zombies know I'm not... How do they know I'm uh, not a zombie? Well, you know I'm not a zombie because uh, I have blood or I have this or I have that. But what if I'm a zombie because I'm a zombie? You know, how do they know? Do they hear my pulse? What do they see going on? What do they know that's happening? And I have to wonder, um, is just playing a zombie, is that good enough? Is that good? If I'm playing a zombie, is that good enough work? I don't know. I hope so. I love that he got a phone call. Hello, yeah, we're playing zombie. Yeah, no, no, it's crazy, right? And now all the zombies are starting to walk around and they're like, hey, what's going on? Hey, you fucking cut. Did you just, oh, I love it. I love, you got to love the person who is aware, but also just only aware of themselves in such a great way that even when everything else is going on and the shit's hitting the fan, that they'll still take a phone call. This is the person who takes a phone call in church or at the movie. So it's going on and look, uh-oh, here come the zombies. Can someone unlock the door, please? Oh my goodness, you got to get in the Winchester with the twin brothers. Oh, you've got this the zombies in this film, they look scary. I love the idea 
that they look absolutely terrifying and get in through the window folks but now everyone can get in you fucking moron loggers and fosters boom 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 do a dance do a little love get down tonight get down you guys are i'm singing a lot i am got a lot of free time right got a lot of free free time he is now going to try to get out and he's going to try to get away from the zombies so that they can stay frozen and the zombies will go after the living flesh. Kind of like this. So they're moving slow. You have to remember they're moving very, very slow. And how weak is that glass? You, you have to wonder if a trash can breaks that glass, how weak is that glass? That means a punch could break that glass, which is very, very different. Uh-oh. Oh, look, flowers. That's the same trash can the next day. Oh, they're, they're flowers for you, love. They're flowers. But they get to go inside. They get some, they get some chips. This place doesn't have a full restaurant. It does have chips, and it does have uh, uh, nuts, and it does have beer. It's just got I me. Mean, it's pretty good. It's a good win for everybody, I think. You're gonna have to cover up that open window. One hundred percent, cover up that window. Hold on, drink time. So ask yourself the question: Is your bar popular? Is the bar, food, eatery place you want to go to is it popular? And if it is, what's it popular with? If it's popular with uh, people that are easily going to be assaulted by zombies. So I have to look at my locations again, right? I think, well, all of my locations are not easily zombified people. Dive Bar, no. Vincent's, no. Uh, Jay's Boulevard, no. No. Boulevard Sports Bar Grill, no way. 100%, no way. Not in any way, shape, or form. Uh, we have one more uh, commercial break while I grab a beer. Please enjoy the sounds of you not knowing there was even a break. Pause. And we're back again. Throwing food, getting stuff. You gotta love the bar. Gotta love the idea of the bar. And our boy Sean is back. He made it back. You gotta love the sacrifice. Ask yourself, folks, in the slow walking zombie world, will you run away? Will you will you garner their attention? Knowing how great your cardio is, will you garner their attention and run? driving them away from your family and friends so that they can stay safe, be safe, and uh, not get eaten up or bitten in any way, shape, or form. Will you do that knowing that hopefully you can make it back? That you're not going to get caught in some weird, slow-moving zombie triangle of some kind? Hmm. Gotta wonder. You gotta wonder. What is it? And you got the one guy in there who's throwing the food around, complaining, He's just like, why are we in this pub? What's going on? It's like, well, I'm getting the pub. I'm getting the pub. You know, that, you know what that kind of reminds me of? Maybe we need to bring this back. It's not like it ever left. But I used to back in the day, I loved I loved a, an ice cold, ice, ice cold Newcastle. What if we bring back a Newcastle? What do you think? Maybe we have a Newcastle podcast. Uh, we'll, do another, uh, we'll do another Simon Pegg film, but only drink Newcastle. Or I'll only drink Newcastle. I don't, I don't care what someone else drinks. But I'll only have Newcastle for that. That'd be interesting. I don't know. That could be fun. So think about your location. Think about the car that's going to get you there. Think about your location. Think about the people that you want to be with, your best friend, your girlfriend, maybe both. And then also you got to add in a couple of people that maybe you don't want to be with or you're going to be, you know, happy to be stuck with you. Yes, it's true. Yes, it's true. Huey Lewis in the news, it, I'm happy to be stuck with you. 
So we have, you know, the guy with the glasses, happy to be stuck with you. He is just a complete asshole, pain in the butt, complainer, and mom. And I know he went and rescued his mom, but your mom's not the person you want to be stuck with. It's just, she's not the person you want to be stuck with at all, in any way, shape, or form. So, yeah, don't get stuck with mom. But if you have to, who are the people you're going to get stuck with? Who are the people that are going to really, you know, I don't know, piss you off, freak you out, frustrate you? You don't need them in any way, shape, or form. In fact, you don't want them around in any way, shape, or form. But there you go. I do love this part. Turn the power on. Hey, <laughs> there's a lot of people at the back door. <laughs> Woo, close the blind. Call it a day. <laughs> uh-oh. Uh-oh. Someone's in the office and there's a lot of people at the back door. None of this is good. This dragonfly. Folks, if you, if you can get some upland brewing in your neighborhood, go get some. Purple can. Not my favorite color, purple, but it's well done. It's a well done beer, and it, it does. It, it looks great. Uh, it doesn't look good. It looks okay, but it uh, it's real good. Highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. So the zombie apocalypse is coming because people won't vaccinate their kids. You've got a place to go. You've got friends and enemies to be with. There, you're surrounded by zombies, but you're in your favorite bar that has food. Maybe just snacks. There's snacks or food, and for sure, beer, wine, and hopefully, hard alcohol. Because if you're going to go out, you want to go out and have some fun. And this guy just won big. He can't believe it. And now it made a ton of noise, maybe a little too much noise. And now it's brought the zombies back. And the zombies are back. So, the zo so what this movie shows us is the zombies are attracted, and what Zombieland showed us, the zombies are attracted to noise. They like the they like the bright lights, they like the ding, 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 they like all that stuff. So Zombieland, remember, they they went to the amusement park at the end, and uh, all the zombies were there, wait, you know, the zombies went there, right? And they were there waiting, and they just, oh, the bar owner. The Mr. Winchester himself, just not good. Not good at all. He is a... He's an injured zombie as well. None of this is good. None of this is good, party people. Not a bit, not a drop. But you gotta go in, get that old Winchester hanging up above the bar and shoot the owner of the Winchester with the Winchester above the bar. You have a gun in a bar? I don't know if you can or can't. I have no idea. They got pool sticks, they're ready to go. Boom, and action, A-C-T, I-O-N. And they're just kind of like hitting him with it. I don't know. Man. You got to stab him with it. You stab the one guy with the pogo stick thing. You're going to have to stab this guy down. He's, he's too, he's a big, old, mean zombie. He's got that old man strength. Look at that. Yeah, it just pushes him off. Oh, spin, get up. And get in there and fight. The guy with the glasses will not fight. He is a C-U-N-T later. Cunt. That's what he is. See here, boom, boom, boom. Turn all the lights on. Lights and noises, man. Driving the zombies crazy. That's just showing where the party's at. It's where the Bacardi's at. It's just how it is. All right, folks, we're going to close out this beautiful movie, because we're almost over, with 
the amazing, uh-oh, lady in red. The barber's wife is also a zombie. Spoiler alert. Stab him with a pool cue. Just stab him for crying out. Oh, it's so frustrating. Fire extinguishers do work. Although I don't think it's going to work at spraying his face. Might knock his glasses off. That is about it. Darts. Throw a dart. Missed him. Throw another dart. These are real darts, too. These aren't those fake darts. They're real darts. Hit him in the head. Oh, she hit slime and peg in the head. Ouch. There you go. Boom. Boom. Shaka, laka, laka, boom. There you go. All right, so we're closing out this podcast with one last beer. Uh, we're going to go Beer Before Glory, Firestone, Union Jack IPA, Firestone Walker Brewing Company. Fun, very, it looks British, even though I don't know if it's British or not. You got a lion fighting a bear. It reminds me of Lowenbrow. Lowenbrow meets hands, but with greater flavor and greater marketing like this. Mm. Pretty good. I accidentally spilt some and now my dog is all of a sudden awake and wondering how he can get his nosy little paws. And if he drinks any beer, you're going to hear some sneezing, kids. He's licking. There's two drops that went down on the floor. I got them up with my sock, except for these last two. I'm going to point them out. I have to point out food to a basset hound. You know how embarrassing that is? You're supposed to have one of the best noses in the world. One of the best in the world. And yet I have to point out food to you that's on the floor. Doesn't bode well for you, bud, in the zombie apocalypse. I mean, I'll bring you along for a minute. But Banjo Bernard, let me tell you something right now. And I do mean this very seriously. Don't shake your head no at me, sir. Let me just be, just be the truth. Let's speak the truth here, Bernard. If I have to point out food to you and where things are happening and why they're happening, let me tell you right now, my man, you're not going to last long. You're going to be a zombie apocalypse dog. You're going to get bit by a zombie. You're going to be, and guess what? You already move slow. You don't run. All right. So that's where you're going to end up, champ. Paws turned out, big floppy ears, tricolor, nails too long, sleep all day. Yeah. It'd be you, but a zombie. Be a cute zombie. I like you as a zombie. Be a cute one. Yeah. Yawn. I'm gonna finish my beer. Okay. Some of us have to work, Banjo. All right. You know, wouldn't us all have have this lap of luxury lifestyle of just getting stuff handed to us all day long and then napping, and then getting more stuff handed to us as we nap. So lazy, big boy. Goodness gracious. So they're at the Winchester. People are breaking in. Uh-oh. Got a cock it. And boom. Not a very good shot. In fact, he's an awful shot. Here come people. What are you going to do? What do you do? I'm going to have a drink real quick. Hold on. You know, the, the bad part about the gun is it's super loud. So what you have here is you've got a gun that's loud, you've got lights on, you've got stuff happening. It's not looking good for them. They just, they caught, they called attention to themselves. Oh, he finally got a headshot. Good shot, by the way. 
That said, your headshot's a good shot, but in being a good shot, it's also a bad shot. So what are you going to do? What do you do, folks? Man, oh man, did mom get bit? Oh, mom got bit. This is the other thing, right? I mean, you love mom. Mom's a pain in the ass, but you love her to death. Do you kill mom or do you let her live to be a zombie? Final question for you folks as we know this movie's starting to wrap up here. So remember, let's recap real quick in case you're drinking, right? So let's recap. A, where are you going to go? You got to look at your city. You got you to let me know where are you going to go? What are the locations that you've got picked out? And let me know. So I'll give them a shout out. So, so let me know. So A, you've got your city. Where are you going to go? B, who's going to be with you? C, what kind of vehicle are you driving to get there or get near to there or however it may be? Maybe you're just staying home because you just, you have, you know, no places that you like to frequent. If that's the case, don't respond. I don't want to hear about, I'm staying home, bro. Got, got, got beer fridge. I got a fridge. I got a grill. We're going to stay home. Me and my neighbors, we're going to run a little compound. Shut up. Make it an adventure. Buck, come on, get excited about life. Do something. Live outside of the box. And then who are you going to be with? What kind of vehicle are you going to have? Maybe it's your own vehicle. Do you have your own? Like, what's your vehicle? Would your vehicle make it in a zombie apocalypse? Or do you have to steal a broken down vehicle or maybe a neighbor's vehicle if, if uh, that person, you know, um, boom, don't you dare. Don't you shoot my mom. That's right. We'll cut you motherfucker. Don't. And then finally, uh, with the good and the bad people, who in any way, shape, or form, who's getting bit and what are you doing with them? Who's getting bit and what are you doing with them? Best friend gets bit, are you keeping them or losing them? If your enemy gets bit, are you keeping them or losing them? It's your mom, right? And then if it's your mom or a loved one, and as frustrating as she may be, uh, are you letting someone else in the group shoot her? Are you getting rid of her or are you keeping her? And it's a good question. It's a tough question to ask yourself. You gotta, you gotta think about think about all of these things real carefully and wonder, what are you gonna do? Who are you gonna see? What are you gonna do? What's gonna happen? Can you pull that trigger? I think it's hard enough to shoot anything that moves. It could be a deer, a rabbit, a zombie. I mean, it's, it's gotta be hard to pull that trigger, right? Uh, growing up in Montana, I used to hunt. You know, uh, there's, you gotta create a detachment where that's gonna be, you know, you, you gotta create a detachment in a moment of, of you know, I, I created the moment. My dad's going to be proud of me if I, if I shoot one of these deer. If I get this deer, my dad's going to be proud. I'm going to bring home meat for the family. This is amazing. The, I'm helping feed the family. There you go. I win. But it's a zombie. It's just, I mean, yeah, sure, it could come eat you, I guess. But is it? Is it going to catch you? Is it really going to catch you and eat you? Stop your nonsense. No, it's not. So you don't have to worry about that stuff. So it's not going to do that in any way, shape, or form. So, then what do you do? Where do you live? What do you do? I don't know, man. I think it's got to be hard. If you know the person, it's got to be hard to pull the trigger, whether they're a zombie or not. It's easy to go, hey. But you got to remember, they didn't kill the stepdad in this film, right? This left the stepdad in the car to starve to death. Now, what's worse? Blocking them out, letting them starve to death, letting them just slowly just eat themselves away? Or, oh, there's mom. She's zombified. Oh, mom, I'm sorry. I don't remember if they shoot her or not. I think if my mom turned zombie, I would have to shoot her. 
because you're never hugging mom again. You're never doing anything again, Ian. And I think you have to do it. Uh, I don't. I don't think you can slough this off and and give this to someone else to do. I think this is something that if you're gonna, if your mom's gonna die, right? You've got to be the one to kill mom. And boo, Simon Pegg just shot mom. Eh, yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. But he did it. And you, you have to. You know, you, you've got to. You got to think about those things, right? So he did it. God rest your soul. We started with seven. We're down to five. We've only. But, but those are good odds in zombie films. If you start with seven, and you're down to five, then what do you do? What do you do? I mean, yeah, five. You're going strong. Hold on, I might have a burp. Uh oh, is he gonna let everybody in? This guy's such a petulant child with everything. I did, you know, it's, it's funny. I haven't watched this movie in about a year and a half or so since I got rid of cable. Sound like a commercial? As soon as I cut the cord, uh, you don't have those, you know, those Saturday or Sunday afternoons or, or late nights where you can't find anything on. You don't have that uh, part of the world where um, I don't know you. Uh, what is? It? How would you put it? You're not channel surfing. You're not just watching to watch. That dead air of watching to watch, and then you run across Baywatch or or Las Vegas or or 90210 or or Knight Rider or, or or Shaun of the Dead or Friends or or Law and Order or anything like that. Like you don't run across any of that, right? Not at all. Oh look, the asshole is getting eaten, and they're going to try to save him. But in the world of trying to save him, guess what? He gone. He has gotten eaten. Just shoot him in the head. Oh, they're going to go right for his belly. They go right for the soft part. This is the other thing about zombies, man. They're digging in. As soft as their body is, man, they can still just dig right into your stomach and just reach out, get some intestines, and just get that warm, not even poop yet. Poop. Just, just squeeze in their mouth. Just, ooh, like one of those yogurt sticks. They just get in there. That bile that's in the intestines, right? They just squeeze. They just suck that bile out. Oh, they get it good. They just reach in there. They pull out a long tube. They just rip it, and there's some bile squirting, squirting, squirting. And the intestines are because they still got they still got motion. I once heard about a guy. He uh, he had throat cancer. He had to lose his throat. Horrible situation, right? Uh, so what they do? They they took a, a section of his large intestine out and they made it part of his uh, part of his throat. And so he was constantly swallowing. It constantly looked like he had this. It looked like he was swallowing all the time. But it was. It, it saved his life. It made him safe. It made him do what he had to do. Oh, our big friend is. He's gone. He's gone. Oh, and there's the bad, mean, naked roommate. Son of a bitch. Get him off. Boom. Go. It's just, it's, life is surrounding them. He's going to get bit. They went from four down to three. Four down to three. And what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Boom. Kill that naked son of a bitch. Bah! Got him. You're done, son. You're done. Where do they go? Sell it. Every bar as a seller. Problem is this bar has too many windows. Even though you've got a ton, a ton of spots, you know, you, you, you got all sorts of stuff going on around you. <sighs> you, need a, you need a place of protection. And that place of protection is always going to be a bar. 
It's just, oh, and he's still got the bikes. Ooh, I hear Jake firing the Corvette. Might be going around somewhere. Get, it's not a good car to get away from the zombie apocalypse. I'll let you know that right now. Not a good car. Light that bar on fire. There you go, son. That bar lit on fire. Keep them away. Zombies do not like flames at all. Oh, those bullets are just going to go. You don't have any bullets anymore. They got Grolsch there. Horrible beer. Sorry if you like if you're a Grolsch fan. Horrible beer. Drink drink time. Hold on a second. You're like, sometimes you drink so loud. Why? Well, I drink loud because I want you to let you know that I'm drinking. I don't want you to think that I'm not drinking. There you go, seller. Get in that, get in my belly. Get in that cellar. Go, get in the cellar. Now, here's a weird thing. Mom got, so stepdad got bit, right? He got bit, and what did you do? You left him in the car to die. Mom got bit, she turned, you shot her. So you know they're going to turn. You know what's going to happen. You know that he's going to turn. You're welcome. That was a big burp. I apologize. But I bet that sounded good. If you've got, you've got a good stereo system in your car, you've got those uh, Bose or um, uh, Dr. Dre headphones, that sounded good right there. But why aren't they going to kill him? They just don't break his neck or, or I, I, you know, there's there, there's the choices and there's there's the difficulties here. But why is why is the friend still alive? You have to ask yourself, why is he still alive? And we don't, you know, I don't know why they chose. Is the bond of friends greater? Is that bond of friendship greater in some ways than, um, than I don't know, maybe the the bond of mother and son? Is it? I mean, the girlfriend for sure. If she had any doubts about who he was or what he was going to do, her doubts are gone because they started seven strong. Boom, dad goes. Then, uh, you know, they're down to they're down to six, right? Seven, seven strong, six. They're down to six. Then mom goes. They're down to five. One, two, three, four, five, six. They're down to seven. That's seven. Oh, well, I can't count. I can't count. You lose the boyfriend. Where's the other girlfriend? Is she gone too? She had the girl, the other girlfriend, the boyfriend, the mom, and the dad, all gone. All left to the zombies. All zombified. And uh, one shot right in the head. Bam. One shot right in the head. But you're going to keep your best friend alive. And she's got to be looking at him going, you know, and, and all of this. You got the zombies away from us. You saved us. That was amazing. And I want to thank you very, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Thank you very much for what you did. I love you for it. Uh, and then you have, um, yeah, you got to does it. You're either together forever or the trauma. And this is a funny thing, right? Triggered. Do you have to end that relationship? Because you, every time you see each other, you're triggered by the trauma. Or does that trauma draw you together? Tell you what, I'd start smoking for sure. After everything that's gone on, I would start smoking for sure. 100%. Oh yeah, get out of there. Get out of there. Look at they're not gonna smoke. I love it. They're gonna try to save their friend and they're not gonna smoke. I love it. Don't smoke. They got kegs of beer down there. I'd stay down there for a little bit until they turn to a zombie. Maybe tie them up. They're gonna let, if you guys don't know how this ends, 
Do you not know how this ends? You silly sons of bitches. You gotta understand how it ends. Let's find it out together. Let's walk down this road. When everything ends, when it's all done, it's just you and your girl, and your best friend, and your best friend's probably gonna turn into a zombie. He's been bit by saliva. Saliva's gotten into him. It's killing him away. What do you do? What do you do? Do you let him go? I don't know, man. Do you let him kill himself? I would ask to shoot myself. I think it's justifiable. If, you, uh, if you're a zombie, maybe you give yourself a little hanging or uh, shoot yourself. And I'm not condoning suicide. Stop your nonsense. Don't get all justified social justice warrior. You people kill themselves. Let's go. Sound like Burt Kreischer. No, don't. Don't do that. All right? Don't. Stop your nonsense. I'm not saying that. In the zombie apocalypse, what do you do? You do that. You get out. They're breaking through the floors. The place is on fire. He's crying for his friend. His friend's already been bit. They got an axe. They're ready. Go up. From the depths, from the depths of the basement, the light shines on them as they climb above to the world above them. And they come out, and what do they see? See exactly what they thought they'd see. Fucking zombies everywhere. What are you going to do, man? If the zombies are everywhere. What are you going to do? Pan camera pans back, goes back into them. And what do you do? Listen, it's easy, but what do you do? Oh, ha <laughs> ha! The perfect vehicle for the zombie apocalypse drives in the biohazard military lifted. Holds hundreds of guys with guns. They got them. It's beautiful. Maybe an overkill on bullets. You could run out of bullets. Well, we're never, you're never running out of bullets. I'm surprised they have guns in England. This is crazy. I need to talk to the Deb about this. See what she thinks about them having guns and what's going on. And there's the girl who he left. Oh, yes. She went and got the military. Boom. Look at that. They're too strong. She's one strong. But she brought the military, so she is, she's army strong. Army, army strong. Hold on, drinky time. Yeah, so what do you do, folks? What do you save? What do you kill? What do you drive? Where do you go? What do you eat? What do you drink? What are those things? Because it's coming, man. Don't kid yourselves. You unvaccinated little wacky bastards running around there with measles and smallpox and God knows what else. It's coming. It's going to get you unvaccinated, hairy bastards, with your swine flu and your bird flu. Yeah, remembering Z-Day. I do love the ending of this. Remember Z-Day? Just gunning people down, just biohazarding everything away. Got to remember those days. Got to remember them. You know, this would be like, listen, when when smallpox just took out or, you know, when the Black Plague took out half the world's population, whatever it took out, right? Just, if they had, Jane Wiles, there's your thing right there. Now you get to the, uh, the, the Mayflower coming. Why don't you, the, the, the plague coming and make it like a zombie apocalypse. I'm going to text you that right when I get done with this. That would be hilarious, right? Because then you got, you got the plague, people are just, 
dropping left and right, just dying like crazy. You got social media blowing up. Oh, it's the zombies. It's freaking out. People are freaking out. They don't know what's going on. People are dying everywhere. All that fun, crazy shit's happening, right? Everything is going bad. Boom. What do you do? What do you do, right? Where do you go? What's going on? It's crazy. This is happening. If you survive all of that nonsense, what do you do? All of a sudden, your job electronics store seems pretty awesome because you're alive. All of a sudden, snuggling up on the couch, having a night where you just get a cold beer seems awesome because you're alive. Everything seems good. That's all I'm saying. Seems nice. You know, and, and the heartfelt boy in this moment, I, I think what runs true for, for every fella out there, every guy out there, and every girl out there is you have your you have your close, close friends, the people that you love, people you enjoy spending time with, the people you have beers with late in the day, early in the morning, late, late at night, any hour of the day, you have a cocktail, a conversation, a text, a phone call, all of those people, all of those things, all of that going on. It's the best part. Kept his friend alive, playing video games and having fun. Don't you bite me, you son of a, I told you the rules. Play the game, you're chained up, but I love you, man. Play the game, play it good, be a dick, don't drool on the controller, don't bite me. I'm gonna feed you the neighbor's cat tomorrow, it's all good. Folks, there it is, there it is. Hey, here's an announcement. Get your dog spayed and neutered. Oh, and go get your kid fucking vaccinated, you psychopaths. Just kidding. I love you guys. <laughs> Hope your thing was up. I had a friend, a conversation with a friend. She's like, hey, uh, so I was listening to your podcast and uh, you wouldn't believe it, but sometimes you get super loud. And when you get super loud, guess what? Uh, it blows out my speakers. So sorry about that, friend. Sorry about that. Hope you guys uh, like this. I always love doing the solo podcast. I used to hate him. Now I really, I really do love him. It's a lot of fun for me. I hope it's fun for you. Hope you have a great day. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. You are the absolute best. Uh, hour and 30 some odd minutes into this. I love you guys. You are you are the best of the best of the best. You're the best around and nothing's going to ever keep you down. Go out there. Text me. Reach out. Not text me. Reach out. Email. Twitter. Instagram. Let me know your zombie apocalypse plans. Everything down the wire. Give me some details. Let's have some fun. Now it's time for your favorite part of the podcast. We open up with her pooping. We open up, then we close with her singing about the poop she took. This is the magical world of Disney that we live in. Enjoy as my daughter sings about that time she took a poop. See ya.